a happy Mother's Day to all our wonderful mums today. All the sacrifice, everything that you do. We just thank you and we want to honour you. And even if you're not a biological mum, we want to say happy Mother's Day because you, you just care for others, you nurture them and you provide so much to make a, a home for people, to make them welcome and a safe place, a safe haven for people to come to. And so we honour all of you today, every one of you. We've sent all the, all the mums a card today, uh, 25 and over. We've, I was trying to work out who's, who's in our congregation under 25 without a baby or with a baby. And so we've sent you all an email card this morning and particularly for those who are online because you couldn't be here. And uh, so if you check your emails and sometimes I find some of these things go to junk mail, which is unfortunate. So have a look in there because we've sent you a lovely card today. But we have three lovely mums with us today and they're going to share about a Bible character or someone special who has inspired them in their role as a mother. So I'd like to invite up Robin Hipkiss, Denise Campbell and Flo Mathinger. Welcome ladies. And I'm going to uh, invite Robin up first and then Denise Campbell will come straight after her and then Flo Mathinger. So Robin, would you like to come and share with us this morning? Thank you. I think that motherhood is one of the most challenging roles anyone can undertake in this life. But thankfully, it is also incredibly rewarding. Motherhood came to me in a rather unexpected way. About 50 or so years ago, when my husband and I were in our mid-30s and been unable to fall pregnant after trying for six years, a little girl and her baby sister came to our church with their mother, who was very sick and not able to care for her children. Sorry. Other families took the mother and the baby into their care and we were asked to take Carol, who was 18 months old. But this wasn't on our agenda. My husband and I were both very busy with ministry commitments in our church in Adelaide at the time, and this would alter our life immediately if we made this life-changing decision. We wouldn't have nine months to prepare. We needed to be very sure that this was the will of God for both us and for Carol. We earnestly prayed for wisdom and God clearly spoke to my heart through the scriptures, in particular the verse in Matthew 18:5, which says, And whoever welcomes a little child like this in my name welcomes me. We knew then what God wanted us to do. Carol came to us for a month and stayed for a lifetime. She came into our home and into our hearts and we loved her as our own. She has given me five lovely grandchildren and now two great-grandchildren. It's been a challenging journey at times, to say the least, but God has always been there with the answers when I had none of my own. And to our great delight, God blessed us with a biological daughter, Sharon, two years after Carol came to us. And she has also brought great joy to my heart and given me three more lovely grandchildren. In the photo, 
I'm in the middle. On this side is Sharon and her husband and their three sons, twin boys and another boy. And in the middle is Carol and her husband Joe and her five children and my two great-grandchildren taken at Christmas time this year. So the family expanded considerably from that one decision, didn't it? In James 1.5, it says, If any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. And mothers need wisdom. How do we balance unconditional love without condoning unacceptable behaviour? How do we set godly boundaries? When should we say yes and when should we say no? Well, we consult God's Word and we seek wisdom from other godly women who've walked a similar journey. And there have been many such wisdom women in my life. Not the least of these was my mother, who was so generous, kind and caring, not only to her own family, but to others who are in need. She was a wonderful role model for me. There are many women in the Bible who are great examples to us in different ways, such as Esther, Naomi, Mary or Ruth. I've always felt that I fall far short of most of these saintly women. Be it unto me according to your word doesn't fall easily from my lips. <laughs> but I can particularly relate to Martha because like her, I'm an organiser and a doer of deeds. In Luke chapter 10, it says, As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She was hospitable. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. She was spiritual. And Martha happily worked in the kitchen, providing sustenance for their bodies. No, it doesn't say that. It says, but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She was practical. She came to Jesus and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. It's jolly hot out here in the kitchen. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. The problem with Martha was not that she was busy serving and providing hospitality, but rather that she was worried and distracted and forgot about the most important aspect of hospitality, looking after and listening to your guest. And what a special guest she had. She lost sight of the purpose of her busyness. We can easily be tempted to measure our worth by how busy we are, by how much we accomplish, by how well we meet the expectations of others. Martha needed to know that she was valued, not for what she did or how well she did it, but for who she was as a child of God. I can imagine being frustrated with my sister if I had one. If she was sitting at the feet of Jesus while I was frantically preparing lunch for him and his disciples. But I've had to learn and am still learning that there are times that we need to step back from our busy life and responsibilities and remember why we are doing these things. 
and who we are doing them for. Fortunately, Martha redeemed herself somewhat from any criticism by showing rare understanding of Jesus' mission. At the death of Lazarus, she told Jesus, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who was come into the world. So for all those who, like me, are busy mothers, grandmothers or great-grandmothers, organising and doing, there is hope for us also that we can receive similar spiritual wisdom from the Lord and influence our children, grandchildren and beyond. Hi everyone. Um, I'm married to David and we have Caitlin as our only daughter. She's married to Anthony Butler, who's Chris and Mandy Butler's um, son. And they have two sons, Franklin, who's two, and Douglas, who's seven months. And Robin is actually Anthony's um, nephew as well. So all in together. Um, whilst I didn't really think about a biblical character who inspired me as a mum, as I've reflected on it, I decided that Joseph has some parallels to my life. Joseph's brothers were sold him into slavery because of their jealousy and Joseph's foolishness. He went from being sold into the hands of a trader into Egyptians' hands. He became a slave to Potiphar. That's in Genesis. I haven't been sold into slavery, though maybe my sister might have wanted that to happen to me. Um, I went back to school full-time as a teacher when Caitlin was eight months old. I had no friends with children her age and we moved down here with no family and I didn't know what to do. Um, having been around people and, and children with school, the thought of being home with a baby scared me. So Caitlin went into childcare full-time and she loved it. Um, and being an only and social child, she thrived on it. It was the right thing at the time, but as I look back, I was in survival mode. Being a teacher 30 years ago was nowhere near as stressful and demanding as now, but it was a, still a struggle. I was trying to manage the expectations of a class of children as well as trying to do the best for Caitlin. It felt like a slog. It was hard and no doubt Joseph felt the same as he waited alone in the jail with no seeming hope of rescue. The second inspiration from Joseph's life came as Joseph spent years in jail. He had interpreted dreams from a baker and wine taster who were also in prison. Despite their promises, they forgot Joseph. Still not imprisoned, there were times that I felt I was forgotten. Working full time and being a mother is, a hard, is hard work. There were times when the demand of both are exhausting. Any thought of going to night events or other activities weren't possible. With sleep routines and work expectations, I felt I was stuck at home and unable to do things that I wanted to do. David was involved in different activities that required him to be out at night or for weekends and I was stuck at home. I'm pretty sure that Joseph felt like he'd been forgotten and abandoned by his family and by those he thought would help him, but God was still in control. He never abandoned me as he did not abandon Joseph, despite what seemed to be. The final inspiration from Joseph is his amazing rise as the second in charge of all of Egypt. After patiently living life in jail for many years, Joseph was finally recognised under God's favour by Pharaoh. I've not been made second in charge of anything yet. Um, however, I am at, class, at school. Um, I know that with help, I raised a great daughter who's now raising two, her, her two sons. I could never imagine the joy that grandchildren are. Um, as Frankie at times, who's the two-year-old, chooses me to read to him or wants to come to our house or sleep over, um, I feel on top of the world. Having the opportunity to spend time with Anthony and Caitlin's to either babysit or just go over as hard as it is, is the best thing. 
Anthony's a great son-in-law and has sucked up all the things that come with being a husband of an only child and there's lots of that. So as I look back on 30 years as a mum, all I can see now is that God's hand was in all areas of my life, despite what seemed at the time. Good morning, church. Uh, when Pastor Linda asked me to talk about my favorite character who has influenced me in the Bible, I thought of Moses' mom. At the time, I didn't actually know what her name was, but I've since come to know that she was called Jochebed. I'm sure there's a few of you might not have known what her name was. So a bit of context, there was a new king in Egypt um, who was worried that the Israelites were going to, were, the Israelite slaves were becoming too strong and that they were going to overtake and overthrow him. So what he did is that uh, he ordered his people to, uh, to kill all the Israelite baby boys by throwing them into the river Nile. So at that time, the Bible says that there was a lady called Jochebed who was pregnant. So when she gave birth to a little boy and uh, the Bible says that she, she saw that the boy was special. So then she decided, because she did not want her baby killed, she decided to hide him for, for three months. And after hiding him for three months, um, the baby was too big. So she, she thought, what could she do? So she decided to put him in a basket and put him uh, near the river, river Nile, you know, I guess hoping that somebody would, would, would see him. So then what happens after is that uh, Pharaoh's daughter came to bathe. And when she came, she realized that the, there was a basket there nearby. So she asked the servant girl to go and pick up the basket. The servant girl picked up the basket and brought it to her. Then she realized that there was a little baby and the Bible says that she had pity on the baby. So then the Bible goes on to tell how, how Moses' mother, uh, Jochebed, did raise the, the baby Moses. And then thereafter, uh, Pharaoh's daughter actually adopted Moses. So um, why is, why is uh, Jochebed, you, uh, the, you know, the, a character that influences uh, my life as a mother. I think that uh, Jochebed is, was a very brave and strong woman. She had a lot of faith uh, and she believed that God would take care of, of her baby Moses. So she put her, ba her baby's life into God's hands when, uh, when, you know, the risks were really too high. So she trusted that uh, he would, she would not be caught when she was hiding him for those three months. Can you imagine a newborn baby trying to hide him or her, you know, for her, you know, she'd be crying, she'd be screaming and just, just hoping that no one is going to catch you during that time. I think that would be very scary. And then after that, she, she went and put him uh, next to the river Nile. So can you imagine having to put your baby, your newborn baby next to the river? Like, how, you know, it's, it's just really scary, but it's just the faith that she had that God would, would protect her baby. I think that's, that's, that's the key thing. So prior to becoming a mom, I never thought of, uh, of the love a mother can have for their children. Um, and once I had children, I realized that as a mother, you can do 
everything to protect your children. You want to protect them from, um, you know, from harm, from pain, from social media, from gadgets for those who have little children like, like myself. Um, so uh, a couple of months ago, we all had COVID. Uh, thankfully, uh, it wasn't too harsh on us. Uh, during that time, uh, our beautiful children, you know, were sick and I, I could not sleep. Um, oh, by the those oh, by the those are our little children. I forgot <laughs> I forgot to introduce them. That's Jaden, Lakeisha, and our little one, uh, Olivia. So they were they were really you know the one well, and I just couldn't sleep. So I kept going to their rooms just to check on their to on their temperatures to make sure that they were breathing. Uh, you know, like just to make sure that the wow came. So uh, at the time I thought of Jokabit, you know, what she had to endure during the period that, you know, she was hiding this baby for those three months, what she had to endure when, when her baby was near the riverbed. Like, you know, what if he somehow, you know, went into the river and drowned. Uh, but unlike me, the faith in Jochebed was so much, you know, she knew that God was truly gonna, you know, protect her child, you know, her child. And, you know, for me, I couldn't sleep at night and, and I was with the, my children in my house, but for her, you know, her child was somewhere near the riverbed, like, I think that is just true faith, true faith. So I also think about my own mom who has since left us. She was a woman full of faith. She was a woman full of love. She was a woman full of compassion. Uh, she would have done everything and anything for her children. And to her, I'm really, truly grateful. And I, I just honor her today. I know she's with the angels and I just really, truly honor her because you know, she's, she's made me who I am. So when sometimes wild thoughts come flooding through my mind uh, on what could happen to our children, and especially on this really very harsh world we are living in today, um, I pray that God will give me the faith to be still and know that he's God, uh, that the Holy Spirit will be their companion in all their daily routines. I pray for faith like Jochebed, a faith that is really unending and unceasing. I pray for character like my own moms, you know, a mother who is there for their children no matter what, who loves their children, who is, you know, who's compassionate. And um, I, I pray that I trust to lean on God and surrender our beautiful children to God. Um, after all, there's only so little I can do by myself. And, and I do believe that God is always there working in our ways. And, and for that, I am truly grateful. Thank you. How special hearing from these wonderful mums and that I love, I love hearing people's stories. There's so much richness in their life that you just don't know about. Thank you girls so much. I really mean that. Thank you so much. I liked how Denise shared her feeling of no seeming hope or rescue, as well as feeling like she had been forgotten in part of earlier in her life, but also the joy of recognizing that she'd raised a beautiful daughter who now had given her two gorgeous grandsons. And while she didn't recognize it at the time, she then realized that God had, that Denise had seen God's hand in every area 
of her life. And Psalm 9 verse 18 says, For the needy shall not always be forgotten, and the hope of the poor shall not perish forever. And you know, these feelings are so real for people. But you need to know that when you have a relationship with Jesus, you are never forgotten. And God's hand is definitely on every area of your life as He greatly cares for you. I loved how Flo shared how she had learned to have faith in God through being still and knowing God. And that God is watching again every detail of your life and what's going on. And you can trust Him. You can definitely trust Him. You know, the more deeply you get to know God and the more you realise that when you don't understand what's going on, and that does happen, your trust in God's plan is greater than you not understanding. And a wonderful, wonderful peace can come into your life. Isaiah 26 verse 3 says, You will guard him and keep him in perfect and constant peace, whose mind, both its inclination and its character, is stayed on you. Because he commits himself to you, he leans on you and hopes confidently in you. That's our God. And I have found in life there are many seasons of motherhood to navigate and they always keep coming. There's just every one of them is always new. So you are always learning. It's not like I got motherhood down pat. No, there's another season that comes or another change or something else has happened. And it's just always new. You might all have it down pat, but it's constantly new for me. And I'm always learning. Being overjoyed and overwhelmed as a, as a new mum, it looks so easy in the books, doesn't it? Looks so easy. Just do this. Yeah, yeah, right. And before you know it, they're toddlers. And then they're at school, then becoming teenagers, then they're getting their driver's license, then they're leaving home, and then there's part-time study and work, then they're getting crushes on another boy or girl, and perhaps they're going overseas, then they're returning home, then they're leaving home again, and perhaps getting married, and it just keeps going and going and going. And there's just what, always these different phases that I feel I've got to always navigate, and they're constantly new. Most of all, there's so many unexpected things that happen as a mother. And I couldn't agree more with Robin when she said, we need God's wisdom. You know, I'm inspired by Mary, the mother of Jesus. Robin shared how uh, motherhood came unexpectedly. Well, that was very much the same for Mary. You try telling your partner these days that you're pregnant, but you haven't been physically intimate with anyone. And it just happened miraculously. See how that works for you. Yet this is what Mary had to do. And fortunately, because God spoke to Joseph, her fiance, he stood by her. Robin also mentioned how they were asked to take care of Carol. It wasn't on their agenda. And how many things in our lives happen as mothers and they sure ain't on our agenda. Mary had been entrusted to raise Jesus and there were many things that weren't on her agenda. As Jesus got older, Imagine how frustrating and worrying it would have been to realize that the thought of you all traveling together as a family and then, hello, Jesus is missing. Whoa, where is Jesus? And when you finally find him, he's back in a temple and he's talking about, well, I must be about my father's business. How many of you had said that to you lately? Like, 
She certainly came up with some things that we didn't have to come up against. But again, it wasn't on her agenda and it was unexpected. But how proud also. She must have been as Jesus as he got older and imparted truth, life, healing and freedom to countless people. She knew her son had a very specific destiny on his life. And how agonizing for her as she watched her son impaled on a cross for something he never did. Through it all, I would say every season that she navigated, her trust was in her heavenly father. Without her walk and her relationship with him, none of it would have made sense and she would never have had the strength and grace to go on. You know, whatever life unexpectedly throws at you, when you have a relationship with Jesus, you know you are part of a bigger plan. You don't have to always understand everything. That's how faith kicks in. You don't know all the answers, but you have faith. It's not a loose, irresponsible choice of, oh, coping with everything and, you know, it'll turn out okay. It's not a loose thing. It's a solid, tried and tested relationship where your confidence is in knowing Christ that allows you to follow His plan and ways, knowing there is a good purpose to it all. A well-known scripture to a lot of us is Proverbs 3, verses 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths. When Jesus went to the cross for your sins and for mine, once for all, for all of time. He didn't have to keep doing it like the priests used to. Once he did it for all of time and eternity, it was because of his solid rock relationship with his heavenly father that gave him the insurance that he was part of a greater plan for good, saving you from eternal death and saving you to eternal life and a relationship with God. And I love it that the good news is that Jesus didn't stay dead. On the third day, his heavenly father raised him from the dead. So now we can have a relationship with the living savior. Today, if you don't know Jesus, you have a choice. To think he's not for you and you know better and you're just gonna live life the way you want to. Well, good luck with that. Or you can decide to ask Jesus into your life and start a great relationship ask for the forgiveness of your sins and be part of a greater plan for good for eternity.